It's more than a job. Why did you talk yourself into this town? It's a chance to enter a world that man's imagination is barely scratched. Watch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. I guess we were at Hank, right? Do we want to take it from the top? Yeah, you know. Did we, I don't think we said anything to it. None of us watched. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care very much about Franco, so I guess uh, we don't really have anything to say about that. Yeah. So I guess I'll, we can just start with Gervonta. I'll, yeah, I'll cut it back. I'll cut it in somehow. Uh, let's see. Gervonta Davis, TKO9 over Hector Garcia. Um, this was the WBA regular, i.e. the not important belt at 135. Uh, this is. I think this was another case where I saw everyone discounting Tank's offensive success because Hector was applying. He was coming forward, and like everyone had. Well, not everyone, but you know the the Grays in the chat had Tank like losing almost every round until the knock until the stoppage. It is that an accurate assessment? Um, I mean, there's really no doubt that Tank's, like, output has dropped. Like, I don't know when it started exactly, like, maybe Leo, like Santa Cruz. Um, what was the report? Gamboa? I mean, it was a little bit low versus Gamboa. But, I mean, it's still working. And, like, versus a lot of these guys who, like, throw too many punches, like, they just lose themselves you know, the fight. I don't think he was down, though. I, but I did have it close. I had it, like, 4-3. Did it go seven rounds? Something nine. like that, 4-3. Stopped at nine. Oh, went nine rounds? Okay, let me actually check. I think I had to say. But I think it, it was close, like, either way. Tank, or uh, Garcia, I mean, was definitely winning a lot of rounds just off of throwing more punches. You know, I, th- I thought everybody kind of expected he would try and get Tank to the ropes. I thought he boxed well. Like, boxing was mainly the thing that, that won him his rounds. Yeah, I pulled up my score card and I had it seventy-seven, seventy-five for Tank. So, what would that be yeah. like? Five rounds to three. Five, three. Yeah, that's five three. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. competitive. I mean, Hector didn't look like out, totally out of his element or anything until you know around seven, around eight, around nine. That was, I think, yeah. my biggest takeaway from this was that Hector, like, I don't know if people were expecting him to get sparked out early, but regardless, Hector held his own against an elite fighter. It's not just like he beat up Chris Colbert, who was, uh, you know, all show no go. He. Yeah, actually... I mean, the fact that he, the fact that he stayed on his feet after round eight is like, or in round eight, I mean, it's like un- unbelievable. Because like by like the you know by all everything we know now of how he reacted after the fight, he basically lost consciousness like halfway through the round, like lost like grip on where he was. Yeah, he that's go down. right. Like, crazy amount of grit. I re- yeah, now I'm remembering now that he was. And he ate, like, a lot of big shots after, like, that huge left hand that just took him. Like, he ate a lot of heavy shit, so. Tough dude. Which makes yeah, it... Yeah, he kind of yeah, yeah, he clearly was just not sure where he was. What's his trainer's name? Do you know? Isn't it Salas? 
yeah, yeah I think it's Sala. Complete clown. <laughs> a complete clown. That I'm he- trying to get him to go back out. It's like, dude, you have, like, such a moral victory here. And you yeah. want to send him out to, like, die like crazy. We don't need any more Yerbo situations. Yeah, like, just, just delusional shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hector and- Stock is up big time. Absolutely. I think he gets into more high-profile fights. So good. good he for should him. get one more, like one of the other top PVC guys that they got around that division. Yeah, I mean he's still champion one thirty. Yeah. So, I mean he'll probably they'll probably try to unify. I, hope I, don't, so. I don't remember exactly what the belt situation is because Shakur obviously vacated his too. I don't know who does someone have one other than Hector Cordina. No, is Cordina he... got stripped. It's it's uh oh shit that Rakimov. That's who has it, Rakimov. But Rakimov is fighting Cordina, so whoever wins that will. I think it's the IBF. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I'm. Uh, I know, like belts don't necessarily they're as important as the person holding it more than anything. I'm still a sucker for undisputed fights. I know that they like they're sometimes overinflated. I still like them, so I hope that's the route that Hector tries to take. Yeah, I mean, one thirty is like a pretty. He can, I could eat. Hector beating everybody at 130. That would really not surprise me. Like, no. if, if Tank could, like, flatline you, dude, none of these little boys at 130 will hurt you. Absolutely There's no one. Like, he can walk all of them down, you know? 130 is kind of a fun division now that Shakur's gone. Because when Shakur there, it was like, oh, okay. It's like, you have this guy, and then, like, all these, like, B-level shitters. But now it's just shitters, so you really don't know who's <laughs> the best. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the rankings right now, and Valdez is the only one that really stands out, but and he's not that great. That's just name recognition more than anything at this point. I think. Lamont Roach, Archie Sharp. <laughs> um, so it might have been a fluke that uh, when Cordina sparked out the was the Japanese fighter Ogawa, I think his name, but mm-hmm. he got him out in two. So I don't know if that was a fluke. Just got him with the right punch, the stars aligned, whatever the case may be. Is that enough to keep a guy like Hector off? Well, first, Cordina's got to fight Rakimov. Sure. I'm not sure if he wins that, to be honest. Like, I could see that going either way. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I, Hector's still kind of an unknown in some ways. He doesn't really have that many fights for how old he is. You know, Cordina's a little younger. But, I mean, Cordina isn't going to spark Hector like he sparked Ogawa. Like, no way. If that's, if that's what you're expecting, like, that's for sure not going to happen. But it could be competitive. But Cordina probably loses it late. That might be what happened versus, you know, Rakimov. Oran, any parting words for Tank or Hector? Uh, kind of just to go off the question you asked. Like, I just feel like that's every Tank fight now. Is everyone has him down until he sparks the guy out. Or not again, like you said, not everyone, but most of the people that we have coming into the room, they're usually saying that, oh yeah, Tank's down four or five rounds, he needs a knockout. But yeah, I just I don't see it. Like Hector did well, like, but I still have Tank up by a round or two. I mean, Hector did better than Rowley, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. I mean, a lot of people thought Rowley did like super great. I was like, oh man, he's big. Like he won a couple rounds by being big, but. Like Hector even actually, in that fight, fired, you know. <laughs> even in that fight, I know people had Rolly winning every single round until he got stopped, which is crazy to me. I get Rolly probably like two. Yeah, there were people that had Rolly sweeping, 
until he lost, which that was... I think a lot of people, it's just kind of like a meme, almost. Like, you just don't get around to saying. It's like Wilder, you know, they just think Tank is Wilder. That also brings up another question. Is Tank just kind of biding his time to land the one big shot, and he's kind of starting to dial back the boxing? I th- Well, I think he's boxing probably better than he ever has, like, versus Cruz and stuff like that, but he doesn't really, like... Bulldog people anymore. There's clearly a line like, like back in the day, he would just get get on people and just fucking, you know, dig into them. Like it would just be nasty. Like now he just kind of waits for it. And, yeah, and just waste this. Yeah, like Pedraza. Like he's just Bulldog Pedraza. Like it, there was there's no you know getting away from it. And I kind of wish he would still do that versus some of these guys. Like like Roly, understand Roly's kind of big, so it's kind of smart to just let him walk into it. But it would have been nice to see him, you know put it on Hector a little bit more but I mean he still gets stoppage wins so what can you really say yeah and I know it's a meme to say it in boxing now but how they say that they take time to download and then they start going off on that that's kind of what I feel like Tank's doing like he kind of just reads out the first couple of rounds lets the guys that he's been fighting tire himself out a bit and then from there he just picks up the pace towards the middle of the fight yeah, I mean, that's clearly, like, a huge part of, like, the boxing, like, metagame at this point is, like, giving away rounds. Like, or maybe not giving them away, but, like, not really asserting yourself. Because, like, if you just beat the dog shit out of some guy from the beginning, he don't really learn that much, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, he, think, like, he really tank, like, like tank does it. Early. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want to, yeah, you want to get, like, a read on how he's thinking about the fight. Like, Tank does it. Like, Crawford does it. Usyk does it. You know? It's clearly, like, a, a strategy. All right, uh, let's go down the card. Jerron Ennis goes to the cards against Karen Chukadzian. Now, Karen was not there. He, he like he wasn't there to try to win. He wasn't. That didn't seem to be like on in the game plan for them. At least that's how it appeared to me. He was just um, Tago versus uh, Ryan Garcia. The guy was just there to survive. He just tried to like make make it a make it a stinker. He he stunk the place out and made Jaron Ennis look bad. Made him look human, according to some people. And I'm not entirely sure I disagree with that. Or I uh, I'm not entirely sure I agree with that. But I also don't disagree with it either, because Jaron Ennis has been touted as like now is he out of the prospect level? But he was touted as the best prospect of the upcoming crop. And for whatever his faults may be, Karen is the kind of guy that Jaron Ennis should be getting out of there, running whether he's running away or not. At, that, sure. I was, that's my take on it. I'm not sure. Did you guys see something different, something I missed? Am I being too hyperbolic here? No, I think it was a mix of everything. Like, Karen making it a stinker. Kind of, he, like, he showed good footwork. Like, I'll, I'll give him that. Like, yeah. I thought he looked very good doing that. But, again, how you mentioned, he wasn't really there to win the fight or even make it a competitive fight. But on top of that, I feel like Boots kind of just bought into his own hype because he had a whole lot of, like, buildup coming from Showtime leading up to the fight. So I think it was just a combo of him believing his own hype and just pressing too hard for a KO, and Karen wasn't making that easy at all. RG, was that – is it fair to say that Jaron Ennis looks human after this? Like he showed some not a not a 
big one, but a small sort of technical limitation, like of being able to cut off the ring or corner somebody? I think for the people that were like, Ennis will sleep like Spencer Crawford in like five rounds or whatever, like for sure. That was a huge (laughs) reality That was a reality check for those. Yeah, but it was already, even if you didn't, even if this fight never happened, it was already like kind of like get a grip. But I mean, it is what it is. You know, like if someone wants to survive, and they're clearly this this motherfucker has like a good amateur career or something, you know, like he's clearly has a foundation to work on. But I think it's on a positive side. Just say something positive about it. It's good for Ennis to like get some rounds. You know? Yeah, like he's never yeah. been past six rounds. That's a cool stat. But like, <laughs> it's kind of like well, maybe you like, should go past six rounds. You know, Durant like I think Berlanga. this was kind of what they were. Yeah, yeah, like but yeah, like for sure. Which I mean, obviously, Ennis has shown more than Belanga. Yeah, but yeah. At some point, it's like you need to develop these things, though. Like it's, you know, it's kind of important. And yeah. I think that was kind of the goal for like Clayton. I think Clayton was supposed to take him some rounds, but Clayton like ducked into a right hand and got sparked in the second, so it didn't really work. <laughs> so you know, at least they got somebody who could who could do it, even if he didn't really provide that much resistance. You know, at least it gave him a moving target. Okay, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's a good uh, good spin, the positive spin. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'm not sure where anybody got the idea that he was going to, like, knock out Spence or Crawford. I don't know, maybe when they're, like, 60, but I don't know what the hell that anybody was thinking about that. But I did notice that there seems to be a correlation of the people who are giving, who have tank opponents sweeping until they're stopped and people saying that Jerron Ennis is now shit after seeing this. Yeah, it was it was a big night of like overreactions. What was the other fight? Um, Ellis. Andre? Oh, Rashidi Ellis. Or, yeah, Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people <laughs> were just going crazy for Via. I'm like, guys, Via fucking sucks. Yeah, like, dude, did you not bad. watch the fight? <laughs> this dude cannot box. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he only won this motherfucker blew his entire guy. Like, if if Ellis was like five percent better at managing his stamina, the yep. unanimous decision win. 100%. Like, like, you know, not going to drop any names. But somebody was like, yeah, Bia needs like to be, you know, a title shot next. What the fuck are you talking about? This guy probably won't beat anybody <laughs> in the top 10. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> now he needs to fight. I've like, seen that shit, man. I saw that. <laughs> it's like, all right. I understand he's been as well, like, you know, wave the flag or whatever, but damn, son. This you think Bia is Where people are like, he needs a shot the WBA now or – I'm like, dude, I'm not 100%. I don't even know if he beats Ellis again. He might. Like, I don't think I so. I could do 1,000%. Yeah, I could see Ellis making the adjustment <clears throat> winning. Like, I yeah. mean, if he wins the rematch, then we can move him forward. But a title shot, what the fuck are you talking about? Does he? How does he hold up against uh, Jerron Ennis? Just to keep it in the same card. He get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. He can't move like him. He would walk straight into Ennis, get sparked. Yeah. I think that's a step back for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that, there would be. I mean, if they do that, it's whatever. It's a cute little fight, but it's not really what I want to see for Ennis. Like, via good win. I mean, credits. I'm not trying to shit on the guy. Like, good, you know, credits home. Like, he'll get more good fights. I mean, he's not very good. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, a guy like Ennis, I don't want to see. He's scrappy. Via is scrappy, yeah, right. and that's what people like. Yeah, yeah. That come forward yeah, pressure honestly, type. Yeah, I feel like 
Ellis pulled a Tony Harrison performance with L.A. Oh, dude, it was so Tony. It was prom Tony. Just, like, fucking clowning this guy for, like, six rounds. And then you just, every round is just, like, mounting, like, fear. <laughs> just, like, dread that, like, something's going to go wrong. This fucking guy did not manage his energy. Now, I knew that shit was going to happen, too, because I had a bet on relying on Ellis to win. And I kept seeing uh, past, like, round seven or eight, I was like, this motherfucker's going to get knocked out. He's yeah. just—he almost did. Stopping his output, he's getting hit cleanly every single time now. He looked tragic in the last round. I mean, just just tragic shit. <clears throat> yeah, that was. Um, was that a matter of Via being underrated, Ellis being overrated, little column A, column B situation? Because somebody, some like the the hyperbole is coming from one of those two camps, I think. I think it's people underrating or overrating Via and having underestimated him so heavily. So now he's being, you know, like catapulted. I mean Alice was probably pretty overrated overall. I mean I like Rashidi. I, I hope he I hope he wins. I'll root for him in the rematch like, you know, shout out Rashidi. But I mean and it's not entirely his fault, like just the way his career has played out. Like, he hasn't really got the fights he wants. He hasn't had the activity he wants. He's with Golden Boy. You know, Oscar De La Hoya doesn't care about black people. So he didn't really get any fights. He beat, Alex, you know, Alex Rocha. Like, who gives a fuck about that? <laughs> That's like the highlight of his career so far. He's like 32. And then he had a huge... He didn't fight for like a year and a half after Rocha because Golden Boy was just so pissed. And so then PBC buys him out and he gets like a bum fighter too. It's just, you know, unfortunate. So I feel bad that this has happened for him, but... I mean, definitely a little overrated. Like, like him versus Ennis. Like, even if he would have won, building that fight up, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, if he would have beat Via, like that's why they'll do the rematch because PBC doesn't give a fuck about Via, but they actually like pursued Ellis, and we're gonna make the Ennis fight. So if if he wins the rematch, that's what they'll do. But I think it's pretty oh. clear Ellis is not near that level. All right. Uh, any parting words for Ellis or Via? All right, Demetrius Andre is back. Unanimous decision, ten rounds. I don't watch. It. I'll just go ahead and say I don't watch this fight. <laughs> uh, I've not watched an Andre fight in very long. Time. You, it's, it's an Andre fight. Like you didn't, you didn't miss. Yeah, anything. It, it was the same old blueprint, same old shit from Demetrius. Like you really didn't miss much. Yeah. Um. Enough said. I expect they're gonna try to work the uh the charlo angle again well we'll see uh brandon lee tko4 in an eight round fight versus uh diego luque i did i didn't see this uh this was apparently on the prelims on youtube or something yeah um i didn't watch so like any any assessments is brandon lee like is he he oh it, was he okay? Because, like, you know, the, he had that one where he almost got knocked the fuck out, and it was pretty rough, pretty rough seas after that. I mean, this dude came in on, like, yeah. two days notice. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it, it was TBA like, on box break until, like, the 20 minutes. So they picked this guy out of the crowd for sure. I know he had all those canceled fights, and they couldn't find an opponent. So this fight was – I'm kind of surprised he even went four rounds, but. There was a, it was pretty much just a one-sided beatdown. All right. So, not much we can really pull from this. Uh, Vito Melnicki, TKO4 over Omar Rosales, another eight-round fight. 
in the super welterweight division. Um, I don't know. If you like Vito, good for you. If you don't like Vito, well, it sucks. He, wants a, he won again. What are you going to do? This one made me sad, the, this next one. Lamont Peterson gets stopped in four in a six-round fight at 140 versus Michael Ogundo. Um, my thoughts were that they – I don't know why – Lamont decided to come out of retirement. It was a really poor decision. I knew that even before they, he stepped into the ring. Um, he's a DC native, so I expect that was part of part of the reason they put him on the card. But that there was no reason for him to be there. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Yeah, who knows if it was financial or it was a home fight or what, but. Oh, I agree. He shouldn't even be fighting anymore. His brother's fighting, yeah, isn't he? Anthony? Yeah, I think that's right. So, what? Like, dude, train your brother. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he this was a good fight to go out on. That should have been it. Yeah, the Lipinets was, like, even though he lost, still, it was really fun. It was really exciting. Yeah. I was, I always liked Lamont Peterson. I know he had that, that PED issue at one point. What was it before Matisse or something? It was before that, no. Or didn't he get? Cause I know it was around the Con type of era. Yeah, it was like around know. that time. But I know he had he popped for something. Uh, tried to claim therapeutic use. Pretty much everyone saw through the through the veil on that one. But still, I still liked him. Like he's just a, I don't know. Uh, he was a solid mainstay, like as a, a, a solid B side, I would say. Maybe that's yeah, why I, I like him so much. I was there at the fence fight. You follow him up. Oh man, yeah. That was a fun fight. That was a fun night. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. He he's had, always uh... been like a. Oh no, I was just gonna say yeah, I agree with you. He's always been a good like B side, like a good test for whoever's coming up. I'm gonna put that. Uh that DJ horn thing. Cause we said B side. <laughs> All right. Uh, following week, uh, January 14th in Verona at the turning stone resort. F.A. Ajagba ver- uh, gets a, a unanimous decision. 10 round fight over Stephen Shaw or Stephen Shaw. Uh, I recall I, I, this was not a very memorable fight for me. I just recalled F.A. Ajagba kind of looking like he was getting the rust off and trying to get back, get his, like, confidence back, sort of. Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking too too lowly of it. No, I think I want 30 minutes of my life back after watching that fight, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> well, uh, then let's make sure that the... <laughs> All two of our listeners don't uh, lose any more of their life hearing about F.A. Ajagba. What was the comment to that? Abraham Nova, UD over Versus... Adam Lopez. Oh, was it? Wasn't there another heavyweight fight? Jonathan Rice, TKO7 over Guido Vianello. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that fight was fun. The undercard was actually nice. Yeah, it was. Honestly. Yeah, it was a weird, like, weird night for top rank. Jonathan Rice, that son of a bitch. (laughs) 
he just like whipped his ass basically. I mean, Guido is like obviously not any good. Yeah, but... he lost to that guy, random like African dude. You remember during like COVID? Dude, he's uh, just Rice not good. or Guido? Or no, uh, Guido. I think it was a draw, but I, th- I thought he lost. Guido's it... just a good name. Yeah, it it feels kind of weird. Like I'm not sure if that's a a pejorative or not. I think it's like it became a. Uh, pejorative because because uh, it's a very common name or it used to be at least uh, got, yeah like a Packy in the UK well a little bit it's more like if you know if I was like what's up Jose okay alright that works that makes more sense yeah. um, anything to say anything more to say about this top rank card and that cheating fight stealing son of a bitch Jonathan Rice Rice, if you're listening, I'm sorry. It's just a joke. You beat Michael Cobb. I do want to acknowledge, was it, did, did FA close as the underdog? That was pretty wild. Just yeah, the live odds. He, like, his yeah, fucking people, stock. People don't, yeah, people ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. They just have no confidence in him. That was, that was kind of sad, like, seeing people posting, like, the live odds, like, updates every, like, minute, and it just keeps dropping, bro. Report it out. We got that. You, oh man, that's that's bad. Speaking of bad, on the twenty first, Manchester Arena, Liam Smith stops Chris Eubank Jr. in four. Was it <laughs> was this uh, Liam Smith's first fight at middleweight? Yes. And Chris Eubank had been first at Eubank. Yeah, he he spent most of his career at middleweight. Never been dropped. Yeah, that's right. He Definitely went to, one of the funniest fights I've seen in the last like two years. That was for sure. Fucking it's weird. Very funny. I was yeah, not so expecting bizarre. that. Yeah, because I mean that is just an outcome. That's like a Robbie prediction. Fucking beefy sleeping mate. <laughs> I was like, yeah, definitely won. Um, <laughs> like I just, there's just like no chance. He did it in four rounds, and it's crazy because the round before that, Eubank was starting to like beat his ass a little bit. Hit him with like a, you know four or five uppercuts. Then the round, I was like, oh shit. And then Beefy comes out and just slumps it. Uh, I think Eubank's basically done, to be honest. Like, I don't... what You know, what camera can I look in to tell Eubank to finish? Like, it's over. Yeah. Like, they'll do a rematch, I think, because he has that clause, and what else can you do if you're not going to get a rematch? You're, like, 33. Like, you can't really rebuild, so I guess they'll do a rematch. But, yeah, it's it's over with. Like, the, the Eubank dream is dead, for sure. Just be thankful it wasn't Ben that did it. Yeah. Although I will say I don't I don't think Ben would beat Smith. Like I think a lot of people are like you know equating that uh, they're like the same level. Really don't think he would win that fight. So you know there's this kind of you know if that's some cope for any Eubank fan that still exists you know there it is. I don't even think Chris Eubank Senior is a fan of Chris Eubank Junior. <laughs> yeah, at this point it's I can't imagine there's a ton of Eubank fans left. I do remember, I'm not going to name who it was, but a very prominent British user argued with me that Canelo would not stop Chris Eubank like a year ago. And I was like, dude, he definitely would. He's like, my, it wasn't Robbie, okay? But he was like, my Eubank's chin, no, 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 no. Yeah. How about that chin, huh? (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) What What do you think Canelo would do now? In whatever universe, Canelo stops Chris Eubank Jr. What the fuck are you thinking? 
Well, I mean, can't deny the patriotism. Let's see. Uh, cruiserweight fight. I just wanted to mention in passing, uh, Christoph Glowacki stops uh, Richard Riekpor in four. Um, and then Joseph Parker gets the unanimous decision over Jack Massey. Now, as I understand it, Massey was like a, a British hopeful at heavyweight. And was, this was supposed to be like his coming out party. But Joseph Parker had other plans. Or Rod, do you have any any uh, eulogy for Massey? Massey's career? Now, if he was supposed to be a hopeful, I've never heard of him. So that kind of just speaks to British boxing. Yeah, I think he's just a cruiserweight like nobody. Yeah, I think Parker just fucking sucks. I'm never going to watch Parker again. He's on the no-watch list at this point. Unless it's a fight. Sure. Like it's um, Boxer Sam Bacoli. So that's a fight that might happen. Hey, give me Bacoli over Parker every day for sure. Shout out to Parker getting those UK paydays still. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's, made a, he's made a ton of money and has given them like one good fight. It's crazy. And then Gloach. Glowacki, however you say his name. Oh, did he? Shout I thought he was retired. I thought he was retired, too. Glowacki, did he win? Yes. Yeah, he oh, won. Shout out, to, shout out to Glowacki. Shout out to the Polish people, man. Oh, I always remember that fight with a hook. Probably one yeah, of my favorite yeah. fights. Yes. Yeah, that fight was gas. That was really one good. of, like, the first PBC, what was the, the old, like, the Man Network or whatever. Um, Spike. I think that it was like on Spike, yeah, Spike. or something like Spike that. Spike TV, <laughs> where they still have that funny-looking stage. Yep. <laughs> the TV weird like, rolling out wrestling Spike. style walkouts. Yeah, <laughs> and then I know that fight was like right. a co-main to I think like Robert Easter or something like that. So it wasn't even like the main event. I remember Robert Easter fighting mostly on bounce. I don't bounce, man. I heard that in a while. Yep. <laughs> Um, Joseph Parker versus F.A. Ajagba. I mean, probably Parker, honestly. Like, yeah, probably Parker. F.A. just wouldn't Yeah, I think I'd go with Parker. Yeah, F.A. just wouldn't get the KO in these. Joseph Parker. It would be such a dog pit. It would be the worst fight. It would just suck so bad, though. Joseph Parker versus Tony Yoka. Parker would look like damn Vitaly Klitschko against Yoka. <laughs> he looked like a monster. After Yoka's done with Takam, uh, he could get that Parker work. <laughs> After he's done with Takam. Yeah. Takam is a thousand percent. I mean, a hundred percent. He's not going to throw the fight. Yeah. He's going to do that to his countrymen, bro. Come on. He's going to pass the French torch. Yeah, like he's he's not gonna try to win that shit. F.A. Ajagba, Tony Yoka. Fans, honestly. Probably F.A., honestly. I mean, I literally just don't rate Yoka in any way. Like, I just cannot pick him to win a fight after the book. I just can't. I'm not gonna do it. After Bacolli. Like, unless there's a guy that is like 0-100, like, I'm not gonna pick him. Like, zero chance. Uh, all right. The return, the return is coming. Enough hypotheticals. It's over. Uh, it is so over, dude. That man is cooked. <laughs> it is over with. Like the dream is dead. I for hope. Sure. I hope Tony Yoka takes the uh, Adrian Broner route, and like every interview before every fight, like I'm back better than ever. 
I'm focused. He should just fight once a year versus an absolute shitter and just like pretend that he's still like trying to have a career. Like that's just what he should do and just collect easy paychecks. That's what I would fucking do. Yep. Like, listen, I won y'all a gold medal. Like, show up to my dog shit fight once a year. You know, we'll all go home happy. Make it a put the put the ring on the lawn in front of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, like make just, it just make it. You know, yeah, make it like a yearly event. Like, make it a social thing. Like, we ain't got to pretend this guy's trying to win a championship. Have a huge banner that says WBC Prospect of the Year. <laughs> 2019 or whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, he did beat the dog shit out of Dave Allen, so that was pretty funny. Dave Allen. Dave Allen. I'm thinking of Price. Never mind. No, Price also beat the dog shit out of Dave Allen. <laughs> so... <laughs> something they share in common also both Olympians there's a lot more comparisons between Yoko and thank it first um alright so the following week on the 28th Alexis Rocha KO7 over George Ashley um was there anything on the I feel like there was something on the Friday before on the 27th I'm trying to I'm trying to look that up but if you could, please, I didn't watch this one because I didn't really see a reason to care. I just saw the KO. I mean, that dude just looked absolutely clueless about how to box. Like, <laughs> that was definitely some top-ranked matchmaking. Like, they just wanted Rocha to fucking splatter some guy. They found it. What am I thinking of? Otto Wallin fought the night before. That's my guy. Yeah. Otto. UD8. Auto big ball and wallet. <laughs> oh, fuck, I've never heard that. That's good. <laughs> That's what they call it. Uh, okay, moving along. February 3rd was Emmanuel Navarrete, TKO 9 over Liam Wilson. Uh, was this for a 130 title, vacant title? Or was it like an eliminator? I think it was an eliminator. I think it was an eliminator. Eliminator, yeah. Okay. Uh,. I don't. What? How? How is Navarrete still a thing? Like he every time he I mean, he just fought midgets for like damn eight years. To be honest, now he's like he looks like ass every time. Yeah, now he can't even make like that scale thing was weird as fuck. Like he was like clearly did not make one thirty. Like the scale was like you know off by three pounds, like down. You know. Liam Wilson never weighed below 129 in his career, and the scale tells him he's 126. He's like, hmm. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Interesting. Know? And fucking that red, he's 130 on the on the dot. Hmm. Good, you know, good that it missed those extra three pounds. And he still got dropped by a fucking Australian guy. As far as, far as I'm concerned, this is a loss. I, you know, I'm treating it like a loss. Never already lost, in my opinion. Yeah, that was definitely like a, a moral loss. For sure. Like, listen, I understand everyone hates Valdez. Okay, I kind of like Valdez. I'm not going to lie. I've always always liked him. He seems like a big dumbass, but, you know, he knows how to punch and do all that. Dude, Valdez will like that man. Yeah, Valdez yeah, seems kind of like a goof. Yeah, I dumb. So I had uh, Valdez, Vaquero being pretty evenly matched, but now I think Valdez is going to smoke him. Yeah, I just think, I don't know. Valdez <clears> has been fighting it. Like, it's just insane to me never who's fighting 122 guys. Like, bro, why some motherfucking grown men? What is wrong with you? 
These little boys, like they're none of them. All of them have growth defects. You're just beating the shit out of them. Then he finds people one thirty. He's getting put on his ass. Like, I don't know. And then like the other, who else did he fight at one thirty? Or maybe it was twenty six. Via, Ruben Via. Like he you knows know. that twenty six. Yeah. He won that fight and he drops and everything, but he looked very human there. Like, I don't know. He just seems kind of basic. He's he's fairly fun to watch. Like I'll give him that, but yeah, give me Valdez in that fight. Well, I know people like to throw the term the weight bully, but uh, Navarrete for sure. It's a hundred percent. If anyone in boxing, like the weight definition. Bully, yeah, it's it's Navarrete for sure. All right, uh, another top rank, like I don't know, top shelf quote unquote guy, or at least upcoming top shelfer, Arnold Barbosa, uh, gets the. The I felt quote unquote decision over Pedraza. Um, it was definitely close, but Barbosa looked very poor. I think his performance was really poor. Um, Pedro- is it is it that Pedraza still has it, still has something, or that Barbosa sucks, or is it both? I think Barboza is just like as mediocre as it gets. He's not bad, but I mean he's not he's not as good as he needs to be for as old as he is, like for me to actually rate him. It's okay. You know. And Pedraza, I mean one thirty five was never or he's at one forty now. One forty was never his best weight. Um I mean he's pretty much been washed. Like he was he was already washed by the time he got to one forty, so he's just kinda of relying on, you know, his He has that uh, name recognition. Yeah, and he has a lot of name recognition, so, you know. I mean, he, now he's in the top-ranked cycle, so they'll just use him over and over and over and over again. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it was just kind of one of those, like, top-ranked fights. Like, you're just like, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an okay matchup. I mean, it's just two, you know, relatively okay top-ranked guys. But I honestly just do not give a fuck about Arnold Barboza. Like, so... Yeah, yeah I don't see Yeah, I feel like Barboza... It's kind of been getting like a big push, but I I just haven't seen anything that oh, I'm like oh shit this guy's pretty decent. Like one of his best days I think he's maybe like a B minus. I will say he would beat Tiafimo. I mean, <laughs> if they made fight that fight tomorrow, I, I'd pick him to beat Tiafimo. So. Oh, well, that's what they're Yeah, I think that's I think at this point. Yeah, man. Yeah, because Jose's fighting fucking Comey, you know. He's tied. I don't know what else he can fight. Um, <clears throat> Richard Torres, the mustache, the 1980s Miami Vice guy. He gets the referee decision in at the end of round one when James Bryant did not want to come out, claimed it was an ankle injury. Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't see any. He might have twisted his ankle when he when he got knocked down, but uh, I honestly think more than anything that James Bryant didn't want to. He didn't want to continue because he was getting his face beaten in. It, like it was pretty rough. Yeah. He just didn't want to be the highlight real KO. Yeah, I think that's what it might have been. Uh, Romeo said, "Like, oh, this might be." Uh, like he he injured his ankle, and my response to that was like, "Ankle is a weird way to say pride." Like, 
um, not much more to it than that. It was a, I, it was even if it wasn't a highlight knockout, it was still a highlight showing from uh, Richard Torres, I think. But like these guys have are, he's obviously still on the come up, so like his opponents haven't been the best. No, what no. is he at now? How many fights? Like I know he's relatively new. Um, this was a six rounder. I want to say he's probably still like two years, maybe, away uh, from even being versus like a de- decent journeyman. Uh, five and zero. Oh. Five and zero. Oh, uh, he is six foot two. That yeah, I don't think I don't think too much about Torres. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think he'll go too far. No, at six, he looks two. like an in shape Nacho Libre. <laughs> yeah, he should just he should go to movies or something, play fucking Ron Jeremy, do something. <laughs> um the one fight I wanted to spend the most time on uh Nico Ali Walsh gets a decision that. over Edward Ayala. I don't really care about that. I'm kidding. I don't want to talk about it. On the 4th, the day after, I didn't watch this card either. Uh it's not because it was a ladies card. I just didn't have the I didn't mm-hmm. have the time. Uh, Amanda Serrano gets the questionable decision from what I've from what I've heard from some pals over Erica Hernandez. Um, Alicia Baumgartner decision over Elam Mechalid. That was a good phlegm on that one. Richardson Hitchens uh, gets the decision over John Bausa and Eddie Hearn's girlfriend decision over Tanya Alvarez. Um, other than Serrano's questionable, I'm um, potentially questionable, allegedly questionable win. Was anything else? Was were any of those other fights out of character? This is like it seems Pretty like much Sky. It, she's, she's just awful, but we know why people really follow her. Oh come on! Like we <laughs> we know what it is. Because like. Tanya looks like she's never boxed a day in her life, but she was still able to like just push her around everywhere, even though Sky won uh, pretty clearly. But yeah, other than that, like it was kind of just it just kind of shows that they need to switch from two minutes to three minutes because by the time the action gets going, the round's already over. God, I say that, and that's the same every for like all time. three of those fights. Every single time, uh. Like just the, the fight structure, uh, the number of rounds, the length of the rounds, ring sizes, whatever the fuck, glove weights, everything. The shit needs to mirror the men's. Simple as that. Honestly, like boxing is still in like the 2000s, like WWE was with like the divas and just having them do like weird gimmick fights that's pretty much where boxing is with women's right now like still doing two minute rounds all this weird shit might as well have puppies <laughs> <laughs> memory unlocked when you said divas Ugh. yeah that, that's that's how i remember it's like they still have all these like silly little things for the women's division might as well just be in the 2000s with that the puppies and jerry Lawler being on the zone yeah 
It's unfortunate because like Baumgartner is fun to watch. Serrano's fun to watch. Uh, Katie Taylor, for however much longer she's going to keep going, is fun to watch. Uh, Clarissa Shields is successful. Maybe not the most exciting. But nonetheless, it's like still there's talent there. There's some. Enough for it to warrant being treated equally to men's boxing. At least I think so anyway. Like even MMA is uh, ahead of them on that. Like they have the same rules. Yeah, the unified MMA rules are the same as men's. Like when you look up the rules, there is no differentiation between men, men's and women's MMA fights. Yeah, like the Taylor Serrano fight. Like I feel though, there there would have been more of a clear winner if they had those three minute rounds. But yeah, they're just they're just behind. They need to change that. Uh, that's gonna do it for recaps. Let's see, uh, previews. Uh, February's kind of dead, just a little bit. So we're gonna, like, uh, clear out the month here. And, uh, probably gonna have a bit of a hiatus again until March. Uh, let's see. On the 11th in Texas, uh, Ray Vargas versus uh, Oshaki Foster for the 130 WBC title. Uh, Mario Barrios versus uh, Giovanni Santiago at 140. It's a 12 and 10 rounder, respectively. Uh, Ray Vargas is... Okay, so I've never seen Foster fight before. Have either of you? I feel like I have, but I can't remember which fight it was. I haven't seen him. I know there's like a little... He's like a little cult following of people who think he's like pretty good. So, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen people talk about it, but I've never actually, you know, felt the need to watch it. <laughs> so, Maybe he'll prove me wrong versus Vargas. Yeah, so is he we'll like see. the 130 Demetrius Andrade? Just has that cult of personality? I don't know if I would do him that dirty. I need to see him fight before I compare him to Andrade. I was just going on off the uh, the cult following kind of thing. Uh, I think most of the cult... The thing about Andrade's cult following is it's like 80% people who are either like trolling or people who just hate Canelo. I don't think there's a dynamic like that with Foster. Mm. Oh yeah, he doesn't really have a name to be compared against or held up against. Yeah, like no yeah, it's all just I think it's mainly just people who, you know, like to see the the dark horses in the division or whatever. Yeah. I'm fair I enough. I think Vargas is like Vargas is a pretty heavy favorite though, I would have to imagine. Yeah. Uh his uh i know in his last fight he strayed from his usual like long outboxing style and he went a little bit more in what did what he was coming off a leg injury or something i think was his reasoning yeah i think a broken leg yeah all right so maybe we'll looking see looking at him. the odds right now it's pretty close really yeah vargas is only a minus 130 favorite compared to <laughs> Foster's was only like plus one twenty. That might be a might be a good betting move right there. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting to see Vargas go back to his rangy, like spider style. Um, oh, I know. Aren't they aren't they trying to build up uh, Vargas versus Santa Cruz if he wins? Yeah, I know that's uh, the hope. I think they it was rumored that was next, and then. 
I think like mandatories or belts, something down the way. Uh, Santa Cruz. It, I'm not sure if he's still the WBA guy. Um, I know that Lee Wood was his mandatory, if I'm not mistaken. But he took step aside or something. And now he's fighting uh, Mauricio Lara on the 18th in Nottingham Arena. <clears throat> nice little segue. Yeah. Um, I, if Mickey Conlon can put the work on you, Mauricio, Mauricio Lara is going to fucking end you. Uh, I'm not sure what else to say about it. Like, Lee Wood did give me, like, the boxing boner for the knockout of uh, Mickey Conlon, who I dislike for absolutely no valid reason. But nonetheless, like, that was an amazing photo op. So thank you for that, Lee Wood. Uh, Nonetheless, I don't know. I don't like your odds against Lara. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a classic Mexican beating on a UK guy. I mean, it will probably be a slugfest, though, because Wood is, like, one of those rare UK guys who's kind of, like, relies on his power. So, you know, I don't think he's going to be trying to, like, be cute and, like, move around with Lara. Like, they're both just going to try to knock each other out. Probably just... You have to imagine Lara is a, a pretty heavy favorite when the gloves come off. Okay. Following week, the 25th, um, I'm really excited about this one. Um, at the Armory, always a good night at the Armory, Subriel Matias versus Jeremiah Ponce. This is the IBF vacant, vacant 140. Um, I'm really excited about this fight. Uh, I am not entirely certain who to pick. Probably Matias. I'm still excited. I'm, I have nothing more to say than I'm really excited. Anyone want to give yeah, some uh, no, analysis? I, I've never seen Ponce, so I mean, I'm picking Matias because you know I like Matias. I like to see him in, in more matchups at 140. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a bad motherfucker. There's another way to look at it. But the thing with Ponce is, even though I haven't seen him, I mean, he has a solid record, right? He's like 30 and 0 or some shit. Yeah, he has, a real, he has a really good foundation coming in. And I see a lot of people who are, like, pretty confident in Ponce. So, I mean, I can see it going either way. I, I definitely don't. I thought Ponce was British at first. I'm not going to lie, okay? <laughs> and that's when I was really – because he beat that other British guy, Ritson or whatever. So I thought he was – I thought it was, like, a domestic fight. So then I was super confident in Matias. But now that I found out that's not the case, I really don't know who's going to win. No, yeah, I'm, I'm right with Matias too, uh, but – yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat with you. I've I've been looking forward to seeing this fight. I know it's been kind of rumored for all these since back in the fall, but we're finally getting it. So it should be a good fight for however long it lasts. Hopefully, uh, I expect Morel's gonna be there and put on give some interviews. I don't know. It should be cool. Yeah, the Armory's pretty much become like the Barclays now. Like, just. Yeah been putting out a good fight after good fight even if it's not like the biggest name uh, <clears throat> also on this one is Elvis Rodriguez versus Joseph Adorno uh, you may recall we talked about Adorno a few months ago he was on Showbox 
uh, he had a nice scrap. And yeah, so it looks like he's like Via. He's uh he's getting the call to come up to the big leagues against um, Elvis. Uh, th this is the guy that was dropped by Top Rank. Uh, he had the little guitar gimmick, and he's not not the best. But at the same time, Adorno isn't. You know, it's not a showstopper either. So. This I I expect this is like a like a crossroads kind of thing, and I'm really hoping Adorno sh shows out, because uh, I don't need to see guitars anymore. I don't want to see guitars anymore. Okay. Oh, you're talking about Elvis? Yes. With the I thought Adorno for. <laughs> no, no, I don't yeah, think Adorno has any gimmicks. Elvis name, yeah, with top rank like. What was it like four or five years ago? He was up, still in, on their cards, not too like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, it kind of looks just by looking at it on paper, kind of just looks like a crossroads. Whoever wins will get fed to someone else. The other one's just going to be off TV. Because Adorno had his first call up against uh, Michelle Rivera, and he lost. A UD. So then he got you know relegated, back on Showbox. He uh, went through the meat grinder there, and now he's back. Um. I think. Well, yeah, like Via. Via got the win, so probably gonna get to rematch Ellis. So we'll see if uh, Adorno makes the most of his opportunity. <clears throat> All right. Then we got uh, Jamal James on that card too. Is he really? Yep. We'll Looks like that. he might be the opening fight. All right. Well, Jamal James, get after it. Uh, that's it for the previews. The news bits. Uh, only had one that was that really stuck out was the uh, Tank Ryan negotiations are currently held up on rematch clauses, which is. Uh, I thought I thought that's it was interesting to see that because uh, Delahoya made a big big to do of posting himself with Ryan holding a signed contract. So I, I'm not. It was obviously a photo op, like it was it was very clear, but nonetheless, if I don't, I didn't expect that to that kind of posturing. If there was still something that was on the table what side do you think is holding it up rg which who's worried about the rematch uh, it's, just, it's just oscar's like cocaine delusions to be honest <laughs> just do the two ways the issue is it doesn't seem like ryan gives a fuck about the rematch clause like one way or the other like it seems like it's entirely like a golden boy thing you know so oh, it's yeah. again they're, they're like testing their their rope with Ryan, like you know, it's a thin rope. Like they take, like uh, they keep shaking it. So I, I don't know if they really. I mean, if they bomb the fight over this, they're going to court with Ryan. Like there's, there's no doubt. Like 100, percent they're gonna go to court for breach of contract or whatever. Yeah, that's so. I mean, that either way, we're either gonna get Tank Ryan or we're gonna get Tank Oscar, or hey. uh, Ryan Oscar, I should say. Tank Oscar, it's not bad either. Yeah, I would, I, I would pay for that. Uh, Orrod, anything on these on the Tank Ryan shit? I don't know. I was, I was pretty 
confident or excited that pretty much like a set in stone kind of fight, but with more and more news coming out, I'm not really expecting to see it anytime soon now. I, po- I hope I'm wrong, but yeah, the more news comes out, there's only like two months through to the scheduled April 15th date, so time's ticking, I think, and I think it's just going to either be pushed back or not even going to happen at all. If, I, I don't know, it's weird, if Ryan, if Ryan doesn't care about rematches, which, very possible, very like, it's, I wouldn't say that, it, out, that it's outside the realm of possibility, um, I assume that Tank has one worked in, and Ryan, if he doesn't care either way, um, if Golden Boy's the one holding it up, why would they not just push for like a two-way rematch clause? Like Spence and Crawford were going to do. So then, well, I think the issue is the issue is they don't want a two match rematch clause or a two way rematch clause. The, the promotional routes for the rematch if Ryan does win. Uh they yeah. want one if Ryan wins, but not if Tank wins. No, no, no. Because the way or... the contract is, Tank only has Tank is the only one that has one. Ryan doesn't have one, and they're not pushing for Ryan to get one. They just want if Ryan does win, they want it to be on the zone. Yeah, I was going to say. I think it was like the TV network kind of thing. Yeah, More no. so for the rematch. And the There's like Golden Boy and DAZN. Yeah, Golden Boy and DAZN are playing some like weird shit. Like, so, we'll see. It's a interesting opponent to try to play that game with. <laughs> interesting choice of opponent. Um, Anything else in the news? Um, Broner, is, is Broner back this month? Yeah, maybe like the end of the month. All right, cool. That's gonna be on what BLK. So good for him. I hope he has a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hope he has fun and uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's it for that. And that's gonna do it. Socials plug. Let's see. Do we want to plug any socials? LBX Boxing, Instagram, Twitter. Anything else? You want to plug your personals? I guess you can plug the, the server, I guess. Yeah, Discord. Uh, bxng.co slash Discord. Boxing.co. Yeah. I guess it. I guess we'll do another one in March. Remember all these bum-ass fights are over. Yeah, uh, in the meantime, I think uh, we've been getting into a rhythm of having a little post-fight voice chat. And uh, I've been, I got one finally recorded, or like edited and ready to release. So we're going to start uh, giving that some trial runs. Yeah, if anything else I was going to say, maybe after uh, Matias White come back, free captain month. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what it's looking like. So, yeah, the um, the group chats would be the go-betweens. All right, boys. That's yeah. it. See y'all later. And cut. Chat. Later. Thank you everyone for tuning in uh, glad to be back uh, if you have something to say about what we talked about uh, I want you to call 833-589-7637 that's 833-LVX-P-O-D-S there's a lot of other types of shows in the Lux Entertainment Network so be sure to check them out and uh, subscribe to whatever you like alright we'll see you next time